Hey, welcome back to another episode of the DIY Marketing School podcast. I'm your host and your marketing coach, Melanie Diane Howe. And today, I'm gonna tell you why you shouldn't jump off a bridge or why maybe you should. You know that old saying that is if you know, some everybody jumped off a bridge, would you do it too? Or if somebody jumped off a bridge, would you do it? Well, I got to tell you that I totally jumped off a bridge. <laughs> I really did. Uh, like really not, I'm not just saying that figuratively, like I actually jumped off a bridge. So quick backstory, uh, my daughter and I were on vacation and we were um, with a bunch of friends and, and family, and it was in Lake Norris, Tennessee. And there is this kind of bridge there, and you can jump off the bridge into the water that is like 90 feet deep. And it's kind of a thing. And so a lot of people in our group were doing it. My daughter is 10, and she's sitting there, and she's like, I want to do it. And I said, no, you can't do it. And so after a couple minutes of discussing why it was, you know, dangerous and it made me uncomfortable, she got upset and she felt left out. And I said, Addie, you don't have to do it just because everybody else is. She says, I don't. I just, I'm watching them do it. It looks like fun and I want to do it. And I don't know what got into me, but I was like, okay, I'll walk you up there. So you have to climb this, you know, loose gravel, steep hill out of the water to get up the hill, to get up to the road where the bridge is. And there's a couple of safety things you have to make sure you do. You have to make sure no boats are coming under the bridge and things like that. And we had our life jackets on and we were up there with some other people uh, in our group that had been doing it for the last, you know, 30 minutes. And so we got some tips on what to do. And I'm thinking the whole time, like I am literally thinking she's probably going to chicken out. Like we're going to get up there. I mean, I'm thinking I would chicken out. And she was so brave and didn't hesitate at all. She was ready to go. She didn't even look nervous, which is really weird because even though my daughter, she can be, you know, pretty tough and, and kind of courageous, she can also be kind of a weenie. Like, I mean, to be really honest with you, she can be a pretty big weenie and she doesn't tolerate pain very well. She can be a little bit dramatic. And so I have to be honest with you, I was really kind of surprised. I was just like, wow. And of course, I'm like, well, if she jumps, I have to jump. And so we're there, we're getting our getting our little lesson on what to do. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to make sure she jumps before I jump. But I also was sitting there thinking to myself, if my 10 year old daughter jumps off this bridge, I have to jump off this bridge. And I got to tell you, there was a part of me that wanted to do it. But there was a big part of me that was pretty scared. You know, I was about 20 feet up 20, 25 feet somewhere in there. And um they count they counted down and I watched to make sure she was jumping and she went and I was like, here we go. And I jumped off a bridge. <laughs> so I jumped off a bridge because my 10 year old daughter jumped off a bridge. But what I want to talk to you about today is not about jumping off a bridge into 90 feet, you know, deep water for fun. I'm essentially using this as just a funny way to share a personal story with you, but also I want you to know that just because you see people doing certain things in their business or in their marketing does not mean that you have to do it too. So, you know, I get asked questions, whether it be during Q&As after I've done a presentation 
or whether, you know, I am actually doing, um, you know, doing a panel discussion uh, or working with clients and I get asked questions and almost every single time I get asked a particular question, it I start my answer with, it depends, or I actually need to ask questions before I can provide an answer. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because there's a local community uh, group that I'm on the committee for. So I'm part of the panel quite a bit. I'm a um, frequent presenter. And everybody kind of knows that when certain questions get asked, I always start my answer with, it depends. And the reason I say this is because there's no such thing as a cookie cutter strategy. There's no such thing as an out of the box, step by step, here's exactly what you do and you will get success in your business in regards to your marketing. So many factors come into play. Uh, One, you know, who's your audience? Where are they? What do they want to learn from you? What do they want to hear from you? And then also you and your own style. Uh, You know, I always, I'm a big advocate for video. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I feel very strongly about live video and about any video. And I use video in my emails to my email list. I use video in even in direct messages. I use video to respond to questions I get in comments. And of course, I use live video inside of my Facebook group uh, that I have, my free community. And I teach live video. I have a live video bootcamp program that I teach. And I'm, I'm a huge advocate for it. But I also know that not everyone is going to be able to use video in their marketing. And so before you sit there and think, oh, I get a get out of jail free card now. Melanie's telling me I may not have to do video. Here's the deal. It's impactful. It's powerful. It can make a big difference in your marketing. But there may be some reasons why it just doesn't fit you or your audience. And so you've got to understand that. You have to understand your capabilities and you've got to make sure that you can shine and be your best self even on video. So that's one example. But another example I want to give you is, you know, this year TikTok, you know, is a platform that has just exploded. It's fun. People enjoy watching it. It's very entertaining. You know, there's also a lot of things on there that are, you know, business related. Some people are using it for business and that's becoming kind of a popular conversation in the online marketing world is should businesses be using TikTok? And I get people that come to me and they say, Melanie, should I be checking out TikTok, you know, for my business? And I answer that question the same way I answer every question regarding strategy. It depends. So, you know, what I, my point is in this nice quick little episode is that I don't want you to feel pressure that you have to be doing everything that everybody else is doing. But I also want you to make sure that when you are looking at new options and you are looking to innovate and evolve your marketing efforts, that you are considering the strategy. It's got to fit. It's got to align with your goals and it's got to align with you and your style of your business and your personal style and your personal brand. And then, of course, it has to align with your audience. You know, these formats and these these channels and these platforms have different people on them. So the people on TikTok may not be on Facebook. And maybe your audience, you're having a hard time finding your audience on Facebook. Well, maybe they're on TikTok. And if that's the case, and if you can create short, fun, engaging little videos that are, you know, fairly entertaining, educational, and, you know, I'll say, I don't want to say binge worthy, but they, I mean, you can't just go up there and put some plain and simple video on TikTok. That's not really the style or culture of the platform. But if that's where your audience is, and you can create this content 
then yes, give it a shot. Check it out. I want you to try it. Um, same thing with Instagram. I get asked all the time, well, do I have to use Instagram? Well, you don't have to do anything. But if that's where, you know, most of your audience is wanting to be and, and hang out with you, then maybe you should put more efforts into Instagram. You know, LinkedIn, same thing, all that stuff. Uh, I just want you to remember that you don't have to be everywhere and you don't have to be doing absolutely everything that is available to us. Honestly, when you really look at our options, it's way too much. Unless you are, you know, a decent sized company with a team of people that can help support these efforts and help pull this all off, including monitoring and engaging back with people, then you need to make sure that you are being smart with where you're spending your time. And instead of, you know, giving all these different channels 20% of your effort, I rather you give two channels, one channel, 90 to 100% of your effort right? And do a better job narrowing that focus. We don't have to go wide. I'd rather you go deep. And so when you see all these people jumping off of bridges, don't feel like it means you absolutely have to, unless your 10-year-old daughter inspires you to jump off the bridge, right? But here's the other thing I want to say. Don't use what I'm telling you now as an excuse to stay comfortable. I do want you to always be exploring new options as well as you know, just the updates that the platforms are providing to us. So, you know, recently Facebook uh, has updated their desktop platform, their user interface. And a lot of people have, they tried it, but they already like said, no, no, I want to go back to the old version. And I think that part of that is, yes, it's different. It looks different and it takes a minute to get used to, but there are some improved aspects to the new layout. So sometimes change can be hard. It can be, you know, distracting or discombobulating, but sometimes change is really good. So you've got to find the balance of my message today. And essentially, I'm saying don't feel the pressure to jump on every bandwagon you see, but also don't ignore all the opportunities that are being presented to us. So I want you to always make sure you're paying attention to feature updates, to updates to platforms, to new apps, to, you know, things that are new tools for us so that we can create new content. So for, you know, what I mean by that is, you know, maybe in the past you felt like doing advanced live videos was not your thing because you didn't want to learn the complex, you know, software like Wirecast and vMix and OBX or OBS, whatever it's called. It just was too heavy, too complicated for you. Believe me, I was there. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't continue to look at the other platforms that are coming out like StreamYard, Ecamm, that are making it easier and a little bit lighter in a more plug and play style, meaning you just turn the thing on, it's easy to learn and you can be creating amazing live videos or just videos in general. Maybe before you were like, I can't create videos for YouTube because I don't have the ability to produce fancy videos with, you know, graphics in the lower thirds and intros and outros and music and all that stuff. Well, yeah, that was harder back in the day. But there are so many apps now, including inside of YouTube, for example, where you can edit your videos and create really cool videos. So don't just try something and quit it. Always be looking for a solution for you to meet that goal that you want to meet. And, you know, maybe when you've tried apps and, you know, they weren't really great for you, go back and dabble in, dabble in them again. Because, for example, Canva, which is a great app for designing um, graphics, but now is also an app you can use to create, create animated social media graphics, GIFs, 
as well, GIFs or GIFs, whatever you want to say, as well as videos. So some of you who maybe use Canva in the past and you haven't used it in a while, maybe you are unaware that you can now create videos inside Canva, including adding music to your videos. So I love using applications and I love the evolutions that I'm always seeing in different applications. I tend to stick with apps that are continuing to evolve. That's one of the reasons I like Canva because they are always adding features and making it better. It's one of the reasons I love StreamYard. It's the reason I abandoned BeLive TV, which I used to use for live streaming. I switched to StreamYard because I felt like they just do a better job of supporting the users, but also creating new features and updating the platform. I felt like BeLive was missing the mark there. But you know what? I'm always going to keep my eye on BeLive because I want to make sure that, hey, maybe they've made a change. Maybe they've made it better. So keep your eye on things, but stay focused. Uh, Again, you've got to find the balance in my messaging because I'm basically telling you not to do one thing, but I'm also telling you to do something else. So again, find the balance that works for you. And always remember that when you start to explore new things, just because other people are doing it doesn't mean you should. It all depends on your own personal strategy, your personal goals, and of course your personal style, you know, and your and your personal capabilities. So all don't feel the pressure, but also push yourself, stretch yourself, try new things and figure out what fits and what works for you. Pay attention to the results you get. And if things start to shift, then lean towards those results and continue to evolve your business. Don't get stuck. Don't get stuck doing all the same stuff all the time. Always be looking at these opportunities that these apps and platforms are providing to us. So I want to give you a little bit of permission today to, again, not feel that constant pressure to jump off the bridge when everyone else is. Um, Don't jump into the bandwagons. Stick with your own goals. Stick with your own style. Stay true to yourself. But always be evolving and stretch yourself. So I hope this was helpful. Maybe you needed to hear it. Maybe it's a good reminder for you. That's all I got for you guys today. Nice, short, and sweet to the point. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Go be awesome. 